Hey, this is Isaiah Kinderfleffa, and this is Rangers Nation Podcast. This is Nick Solak with the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three, call! The Rangers are going to the World Series! In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation Podcast. And today's episode is Baseball is Back for Real. Now, I know that we've been playing one full season, of, I mean, one full month of the Major League Baseball, but baseball is legitimately back, in my mind, when minor league baseball is back. And guys, starting tomorrow, minor league baseball is back. And we're going to go down in the bus leagues in a little bit. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Rangers. We actually had some questions some people asked um, that I put out there today to do a questions. We only had about uh, three people asked, but there was about five or six questions that uh, that they wanted to get answered. And uh, and, and it ended up being enough of them that, uh, that, that I thought, let's – Let's just do that. You know, we'll, we'll go with those questions um, and do it. But I wanted to talk about uh, the Rangers this week. Um, and listen, this team has been impressive. If you've not watched this, uh, they just got finished watching them. They've lost the first one in Minnesota tonight. We're, got down five to nothing, ended up losing six to five. Um, you know, this team refuses to quit. The big win yesterday over the uh, Boston Red Sox, I was actually out there, Kathy and I went out to the game yesterday uh, to watch them play the Boston Red Sox. What a great game. Uh, the comeback, never come back uh, late in the game um, to win that one. Uh, just just amazing. I mean, it's fun to watch that. It's fun to watch this team battle and not quit. Uh, pitching has been decent. It's not the best by any means, but man, pitching has been okay. And I mean, it, it just, just fantastic. Fulton Evich, I mean, look, Fulton Evich had a decent game yesterday with six innings, gave up two runs, but you know, the ball comes off the, when he throws, the ball comes off the bat pretty hard. He, he gets lucky um, that, that there's a lot of balls hit to people, but you know, throwing 95, 96 miles an hour uh, on his fastball, um, there's something in the tank, and for this team in 2021, that's exactly what they needed. I mean, they needed something like that um, to to uh, to to uh, get this team going. I mean, in the you know the look, the Rangers pretty much were behind the whole game yesterday, coming back until uh, until Brock Holt hit the. The single that scored two, you know, uh, Verdugo bubble, bobbled the ball out there in center field and it scored two. I mean, absolutely exciting to watch. It was fun to be there. It was loud. There were a lot of people there. Kathy and I really enjoyed uh, being there. I wasn't in the press box last night. We were out there just having a having a great time. And so tonight they go out to, uh, to Minnesota. Minnesota has not been good, but look, Minnesota jumped on on Dane uh, Dunning, who, who pitched okay. Um but you know, wasn't fantastic. Um, but 
you know, he, he, he was good and kept him in it. And then, you know, Kobe Allard came in and, you know, really struggled a little bit, gave up a few runs there. Uh, ate some innings, which is what they needed to do with Kobe. Um, you know, look, I, I'm, a, I'm one of these guys that's never been the biggest – Kobe Allard. I like Kobe Allard. Don't get me wrong. I like Kobe Allard. I like him as a, as a kid. Um, I like him as a personality. He's just a, 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 a good kid. I've met him, talked to him. But he's under-impressed me. I, he's got it in him um, to, to be, uh, you know, he has those flashes of greatness where he'll come in and just shut him. Like tonight, he comes in and he gives up three runs, and then and then he shuts them down for a couple innings till you know, they, they ended up giving up another run uh, a little bit later. If they hadn't uh, got that double um, in the – was it the eighth there? Uh, the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth, when they scored to, to put it up. Joey Gallo's home run was wasted. It, it, you know, they, it would have tied the game, but that double uh, that, that uh, Kobe gave up was just, you know, unfortunate that that happened. Um, and, but you know what? They, they never, they're never out of it. They never quit. They, this team doesn't get blown out by anybody. But let's go to the questions. Uh, I had a few questions that people asked. I mean, the, the, the Rangers right now are 13 and 17. Um, you know, they're four and a half games out of first place. Well, four and a half games as of now. There's still a game going on right now with, with Oakland, um, which that, that one will decide, you know, depending on what are the A's doing right now. They're they're tied with the Blue Jays right now on the top of the fifth, so they could be they could be five games back or or, or four games depending on what happens there. But uh, you know, the, you you can't complain too bad with that. Thirteen and seventeen, four thirty three winning percentage. It's not the worst record in the American League. The worst record in the American League right now is Detroit, um, and they're actually got a better record than Minnesota. And uh, Baltimore. Well, Baltimore has less losses, so I guess it's a little better for them. But but they're right there in it. They're they're playing at the bottom of uh, uh, the bottom of the American League, the bottom half. But they're not the, the worst team in the American League like they were last year. Um, so you you can't be completely, you know, utterly just depressed over that. So let's go to some questions that people ask. We only had three people ask questions, and that's fine. I mean, I, I'll answer one if only one person wants to ask it. But we had three. Um, that asked, but they asked a couple of questions apiece, and uh, let's uh, let's go to that and and uh, and see what they were. And first, we're going to go to one of my favorites, who Cindy Jacobs. Cindy Cindy had a, had a pretty good two part question, I guess. She said um, Isaiah Kiner Falefa uh, was a Gold Glove on third base. Why did they move him? And do you think it is fair for him? That's a great question. And why did they move him? Well, they moved him because of one person and one person only. And that's Josh Young. Josh Young is their top prospect, Cindy, and he is going to be in the mate. Look, he's he's behind now. He, he hurt his foot and he had surgery, and so as of now, he's technically behind in, in his uh, in, in his rehab. But once he comes off, they're they're thinking by the end of May, starting to play ball in June. He's probably going to start out in AAA, maybe AA. I'd like to see him start out in Frisco, if you want to know the truth. Uh, but in any case, they fully expected uh, Young the way he has performed at the uh, you know in the fall instructional league, the way he performed in spring training. He only got one about it at spring training, but the outside before he got hurt um, and playing uh, in the limited amount of ball games that he's played, he has shown why he was one of the top prospects in the number eight overall pick. But uh, 
you know, he needs to get some more at bats. And Josh Young is the third baseman of the future. And and as well as Isaiah Kiner Falefa played at third base, he was not going to be the third baseman of the future. Josh Young is just far and away a better player. Uh, but but Kiner Falefa has been known this whole time. His whole career has been about his defense, and he came up a shortstop. And I don't think people realize that, that Kiner Falefa came up a shortstop. That's what he was drafted as. He came out of uh, Hawaii, actually, and I think he was drafted in the – Ah, the tenth or thirteenth round. I have to look that up. But but uh, out of out of uh, out of Hawaii, he was a shortstop coming up. You know, he ended up. It's funny. I'm writing a piece. It's I don't write great. I don't write like Levi Weaver, and I don't write like uh, Jamie Newber, who just are amazing writers. Um, but I'm doing one feature piece that I that I've never done before, and it should be coming out hopefully in the next few days. And it's about a guy that that I. I'm kind of putting him in the there, – there's there's a thing called a grinder. And a grinder is a guy that comes up through the minor leagues. He's never a top prospect. He's never even really a starter at any level. It's kind of the way Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was. He comes up all the way through the minor leagues. Um, he doesn't have flashy numbers. It, they're not fantastic numbers. He's known basically defensively. I remember going out in Frisco, and he would be playing third base at Frisco and then shortstop one night. Sometimes you'd see him at second base. Never hit well, didn't have a lot of power. In fact, he went a couple years in the minor leagues where he didn't even hit a home run. And it was just more about his defense, and he, and he just kept progressing up until um, some injuries and stuff in 18 forced to play where they, they thought, you know, here's a guy we can bring up. Um, to play, and then uh, he can cover some uh, defensive positions. He can play pretty much around the infield for some depth. And then uh, they ended up, uh, you know, he, he, he hit okay, he got better. Then that offseason, they decided to, they're going to try something new with him and turn him into a catcher. And uh, he comes out in, in 19, and he's a catcher. Um, and, and that's a pretty much failed thing. And so he goes back after 2019, comes into 20, and he becomes the player he is now. Well, that really opened up the way Connor Falefa came up that uh, as a grinder like that. He, he, you know, he was just that guy at, at, at every – you know, he came at every level. He wasn't even a starter going into every level. When he went to Frisco, he wasn't supposed to be a starter when he got to Frisco. He ended up starting almost every game just because, you know, you have those utility guys you move around, they play almost every night and, and doing all of that. Well, that – that kind of situation opens up a door for someone else, and I'm writing a big piece on a guy named Ryan Doro. He's going to be playing at Double A this year for the Frisco Rough Riders. He's the same thing. One of these guys that a uh, f- f- little bit better numbers than Isaiah Counter-Falefa. He's not a top 30 prospect. He was a 30th round pick out of Adrian uh, Michigan, uh, Adrian College. Anyway, so that's that's what um, – he's another one of these grinders coming up, and I've got a big feature about him. I've interviewed his wife, who's actually going to have a baby this uh, here in May, uh, their first child. They just got married in 2019, uh, having their first baby. They've been through the pandemic. Um, Ryan is uh, – you know, was three-time All-American at a Division three school, was recruited out of high school, wasn't very big, went, went to a Division three school, um, and but he's worked his way up and just kept co- continually climbing and probably uh, is, a, a, is a possibility of being a counter-falefa type, just a guy that could earn his way to the big leagues as a utility guy, but if not, maybe have a future in this game as a coach or something like that. But, but to answer your question there, so you need to be aware of this too. Um, it... it he may not stay at shortstop. So your, your question was basically, you know, with, with him being a gold glove third baseman, why did they move him? And do you think it's fair? It is fair. Look, this is a guy that was a grinder. And it's fair because he never expected 
to be in this position. He he literally thought his future was. Now, don't get me wrong. He's always in your mind to be confident and a good player. You always think I'm good enough to be a starter every day. But he was not thought of that way by the by the organization. So he was ready to come up. And if they were going to ask him to play anywhere on the field, Counter Falefa was ready to do it. Well, it was obvious that he was a he was a he, he was a, his natural position was shortstop. He played a heck of a third base last year. His natural position was shortstop. And when they traded Elvis Andrus and moved him to shortstop, um, that you know here he is. He's playing better than Elvis Andrus has played shortstop in the last couple of years. A guy that I love. Elvis Anderson, one of my favorite players to ever play for the Texas Rangers. He was just older and not making the plays, and Connor Falefa is doing that. Now, here's the part, Cindy, that might surprise you. Um, the, the part that might surprise you is that I'm not positive that Connor Falefa plays shortstop next year because there is a lot of rumors out there that the, that the Rangers are targeting one of the many free agent shortstops that are going to be coming available at the end of the year. Corey Seager's one of them coming out of uh, the Dodgers. The big one that everyone talks about is Colorado Rockies Trevor Story. Might even trade for him uh, at the trade deadline. But uh, there's also uh, Lynn, uh, uh Javi Baez, who's coming up too, uh, from the Cubs, and so there's a there's some choices there. Um, Correa uh, from Houston's going to be a free. Carlos Correa is going to be a free agent from Houston. There's a lot of talk that the Rangers are going to spend some money, might go out and target one of these guys. They seem to be linked to uh, Trevor Story more than anyone because he's a hometown boy from Irving, Texas. Um, but if they did that and, and Story came here, Story is not any position but a shortstop. He's a great shortstop too. So what would happen there? Well. Probably Connor Fluff is going to slide over to second base. Well, we've got Nick Solak there who's solidifying himself as a second baseman. He has. So, look, Nick Solak has. It's, this is a great problem to have. But Connor Falefa might be um, even become the super utility guy again. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So I think it's fair, and I think Connor Falefa says, as long as you've got me on the field, I'm ready to do anything you want. And his defense alone makes him a big leaguer. The bat is just gravy on top of the, the chicken fried steak. That's all it is. I mean, the, his bat's been fantastic. He's, he's got five home runs now. He's showing some pop in the bat. So, you you know, that that's a great question, Cindy, but that, that's I do think it's fair, and I think Kiner would say that was fair, especially since he had no guarantees of any position going in any direction. He Even last year, he, he earned the starting third base job coming out of spring training. No one penciled him as in a starter coming into spring training. He just had such a great spring training that he ended up winning that job. Okay, so we've got another one from uh, another angel. She has two questions that we're going to look at here. Why do you think, who or who do you think will get traded around the trade deadline? And will we see any more of our top prospects called up? Two great questions, uh, Angel. Um, it, it's another angel. I hope it, it, it's Angela Guerrero. It may be the name there. Anyway, so I'm going to just say another angel. That's what your title is on Twitter. Um, who do I think will get traded around the trade deadline? This is a great question, and there's there's a lot of different ways they could go here. Um, an, an easy one would be if they were to play well enough um, at all, um, but they wouldn't get much for would be someone like a Jordan Lyles or a, a – uh, Fultonevich, someone like that, that could easily be moved if they aren't, uh, if they perform well enough that some team might give you a very low fringe prospect or even a, a clearer position for them. Uh, someone that you could possibly get something for, I think the, the most likely to get traded and really bring something back would probably be someone like Kyle Gibson. Um, 
And I'm not sure they're going to move Kyle Gibson because uh, there's some also some talk about them going out and getting a good starting pitcher next year. And Kyle Gibson's pitching like an ace, um, so it would probably be pretty. If this is, they're in another Lance Lynn situation with Kyle Gibson in the fact that he is starting to turn himself into an ace. He's probably going to be attractive to some of these teams that are competing uh, for the playoffs this year. Um, he, he has just been fantastic, and he is obviously the ace of this staff. So that might be someone. There's a lot of talk about Joey Gallo being traded. Um, you know what? He He's probably – he is probably – look, they're, they're going to – they will listen to offers for Joey Gallo. They're going to listen to it. Joey Gallo is a free agent after next year, so why wouldn't they listen to that and, and, and listen to uh, – uh, anything out there. Of course, they would have to be pretty much blown away. Gallo's played much better this year. The batting average isn't great, but the on-base percentage is fantastic. Got a double tonight, or hit a home run. Uh, got a base hit tonight, two base hits, hit a home run, got a walk. He's getting on base a lot. Um, so uh, it, it would take a lot to get him, so he may not be traded, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was. Um, if Chris Davis was to get here, Chris Davis could be another one that could be traded pretty easily. He's not in the – look, the Rangers are going to look to move anybody that's not, as far as they can see, in the immediate future of a winning team. They see a team that could possibly compete for the wild card in 2022, and they hope in 2023 is legit, legit competing for it all. If they don't see you as someone that's going to contribute on that team – um, you could easily be moved at the trade deadline. Uh, that's why Gallo, they don't know he's going to be a free agent after 2022. So if they can't get him extended, um, I, I think Gallo doesn't get traded. And then in the offseason, they try to talk extension. Um, whether Scott Boris will allow him to do that, I don't know. Chris Davis is one who is 32 years old. There's no way he is set to be any part of this future, especially with Willie Calhoun playing the way he is. Um, so Chris Davis, if he were to come in, hit a few dingers, look okay, he's played some first base, uh, but he's not going to play now. I mean, Nate Lowe's pretty much solidified that position. Um, then you got Nick Solak, who's playing so well as a right-handed bat. Um, you know, somebody talk about maybe if Connor Falefa took over at second base next year, Nick Solak, whose defense is has always been suspect, but he's been pretty good this year, um, who has basically stole that job. He's just taken over that second base job. Um, there's obviously a, a chance that that, that uh, Solak could be the right-handed bat. So Chris Davis doesn't have a future. It would surprise me. I think an injury would force Davis up here, um, but Davis could easily be traded if he was to come up, uh, get a little pop. The Rangers would get nothing for him, but it would just be a move for Davis to get him out. Um, the Rangers are eating his salary. Um, as we speak, uh, and, 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 you know, that was the trade that they had for Elvis Andrus. Um, will we see any more of our top prospects called up? Um, any more of our top prospects? Yeah, look, there will be some more called up. Obviously, Josh Young is the, is, is the highest-ranked prospect that has a – I mean, I, I would have – before the injury, I would have told you there was a 100% well, – well, I'll never say 100. There was a 99.9% chance that, that Josh Young was going to be up in the major leagues at some point this year. I still say it's well over 90%. The injury has placed him back. If the Rangers stay in this, are competitive, keep rolling, um, and, and Josh isn't – you know, he comes in in June, starts finally uh, playing again in June, gets out on the – gets out in the uh, in, in uh, Round Rock or Frisco and doesn't just dominate, um, they might lay, leave him there. Look, he, he, it's not because they don't think he can play at the major level. He needs to get some at-bats. And so they, they may just, you know, take their time with him and do it. Rangers are not ones that, manip that manipulate 
manipulate the service time. They're ones that pretty much they're 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 really good about not doing that. But they also there's no point in rushing Josh Young up if uh, if he's late to the game because of the injury um, and not ready to go. Is there anyone else a top prospect that could possibly be up here? Uh, Sam Huff was another one that a lot of people talked about last year. Um, it would have to take an injury, and he is injured, so I don't know when he's going to be back either. Probably not going to see him. I think the most likely top prospect who has a really good shot at possibly getting here is Yerry Rodriguez. And Yerry Rodriguez is going to start out at AAA. He's been, in a, he's been a starting pitcher for most of his career. He has been unbelievable in the way that he has thrown the ball. Um, and there, there are some people that think he could be a late-inning uh, reliever. And that is somebody that, that I think has a great chance to come up and play who has never been in the big leagues before. Um, someone that's maybe an outside shot of coming up um, would be someone like a, you know, maybe like a steel walker, but that would be an injury case, something like that, where um, because you would you would normally think that maybe someone like uh, Leodi would come back, unless Leodi's struggling again down in the minor leagues, and someone's injured, uh, steel might be somebody that they try to pull up, but that I, I doubt very seriously that'll happen with steel. Um, there's a outside chance also that maybe someone like Cole Wynn, who's going to start the year at Double A. Um, now he is their their they're probably their most highly ranked starting pitching prospect, um, but he's uh, hasn't had many innings. Didn't pitch in 2020, uh, so you know his limbings his innings are probably going to be a little bit limited. So that that may be somebody that we see that could come up, but I I, I just don't know. Anyway, last one, and it's a two part question too. A month into the season, what has been the most surprising aspect about this team, and what has met your expectations? Okay, okay. It's actually got three questions here, and is the barn really that loud? First of all, a month into the season, what has been the most surprising aspect about this team? Pitching staff. Uh, pitching staff's been the most uh, surprising. Um, golly, there's been a lot of surprises. But the um, the pitching staff, um, you know what? I'm going to back that up. I think the, the, the at-bats. I think the at-bats have been the most surprising. This team had a lot, a lot of strikeouts last year, and they still have strikeouts now, a lot of them. But, man, they put up good at-bats. Even when they strike out, they can drive a count full. They'll get down 0-2 and drive the count to a 3-2. They always feel like they're, they're, they're in an at-bat. Um, they're, they're putting good at-bats out there. That, that, that has been a, a little bit surprising aspect of the game. We knew they were probably going to be better because they had Nate Lowe uh, coming in to protect Joey Gallo along with David Dahl, who has not been great, but is at least, you know, he's got enough pop in his bat that you have to pitch to, to somebody. Willie Calhoun um, has been amazing. So so Joey's finally starting to see some some well, what's helping Joey more than anything, he's starting to see a few pitches, but other than that, he's laying off. He doesn't chase. And that's why he's walking so much. Um, what has met your expectation? I'll tell you what's met my expectation. I thought at the beginning of the year that the, the starting pitching may not be as bad as we thought. I thought that. I would have never – I never said it out loud because I just didn't know, but I thought that Kyle Cody was good. Um, I mean, sorry, Kyle Gibson was good, and I thought that, that, that he was going to be solid. He was going to be a Mike Minor, Lance Lynn guy, and I, I thought that was easy. The The signing of, of Kohei um, Arihara was something that I thought he was going to be better. Now um, – Adam Morris from from uh, Lone Star Ball uh, tweeted me the other night. We were I tweeted something about it. He said I, I, he's just not a big league pitcher, and he may be right. I mean, Arihara has struggled. Although there's something with his fingers, he's getting a shot right now, or something that they're they're checking out on that. But I thought Oihara was going to be better than he was. I thought Dane Dunning was a you know I, I 
I, I've bragged about it. I'll brag about it again. I went on a podcast for the Chicago White Sox. Um, they're obviously competing this year. Uh, they have a chance to compete and make the playoffs. They wanted Lance Lynn. They wanted us to trade him Lance Lynn. So they wanted me to come on and let's work out a trade. In our situation and trying to do a trade, my initial offer to them straight up was Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn. Uh, I wanted Dane Dunning and they get Lance Lynn. They turned me down. They said, no way. They're not getting rid of Dunning. They thought Dunning was, was going to be something and that for one year of Lance Lynn, they weren't going to give him up. Well, it turns out we ended up getting Dane Dunning and another prospect for Lance Lynn. And so, I, you know, I have to pat myself on the back that that's who I target. I forget who we ended up going with on that on that trade. I have to go back and listen. That's been a while. That's been months ago. It's like January when we did that. But that was my initial offer, and I'll always remember that. In fact, the guys and I were tweeting back and forth on it and, and kind of laughing at it. Uh, but, but hey – it's been good for both sides um, because Lynn has been fantastic in Chicago, and then uh, but but Dunning is is proving to be um, a good starting pitcher. Now, I, Fultonevich and uh, and Jordan Lyles have never had big faith in Jordan Lyles. He's pitched a lot better than he had Fultonevich. I I was hoping would be better. Um, than he was last year, and he has been. He's been about what I expected. The one that's fallen off for me, who I really thought this year might turn into something, was Kyle Cody. And I thought Kyle Cody was going to come in and solidify a position in the rot- uh, in the rotation. They were doing that piggyback thing at first, and uh, and now they're they're going a little bit. Uh, you know, he's injured now. He's on the IL, and uh, but that was one that I was a little disappointed in, but. That's why I thought that the rotation was going to be so good and better than people expected, and they have been. And, um, and you know, so, so they've met my expectations. Is the barn really that loud? He's calling it the barn, the new ballpark. Um, is it really that loud? They call it a barn because it looks like a barn. I'll tell you right now, it's loud. It is loud. And now that they're, they have full stands in there and they're allowing the, the, it to fill up, it's really loud. Let me tell you what's really loud, though, when it's closed. And I'm going to pre-warn you, if you've never been to a Ranger game this year, you know that any time a Ranger hits a home run, they explode a firework and they play the natural. Just pre-warning you right now. If you go to a Ranger game and you have not been and the, and the, uh, and the, the roof is closed, if a ranger hits a home run and you're with one of your children, expect for your children to possibly cry. It is amazingly loud when they set off that firework. I mean, that boom will rock you. I know it's coming, and it still skips. My heart skips a beat when it hits because it's that loud. Now, Kathy and I were there yesterday. A home run was hit, and the and the uh, the stadium it was loud still. Uh, but it, you know, the, this, the, the roof was open. It wasn't as loud as when the roof is closed. Anyway, that's one for sure that, that, that yes, it's loud and the fans are loud when it's loud in there. They can have half the fans, uh, there and it is pretty loud when you are there. Um, but that's it right now. That's the questions we have answered. You know, now what I want to do, I want to go down in the bus leagues. Okay, so let's go down in the bus leagues. What I want to do is go over every, uh, you know, they, the, the, the Rangers have come out with their um, rosters for all the different uh, levels of uh, the minor leagues, and there are top prospects at every level and the guys that you need to be watching for. Now, let me, the AAA roster hasn't officially been set but as far as it goes there, the guys to watch there, you've got your normal uh, – Yerry Rodriguez is going to be up there pitching and in Round Rock. They haven't officially come out with the AAA roster yet because a lot of them are on that alternative uh, 
the alternative site team, and those guys are basically going to roll into that roster. Not all of them, because uh, you can only carry, I believe they carry 28 in AAA. I think they carry 28 in AAA, and down in uh, AAA and AA get 28 players, and there's 30 in, in A-ball. So uh, when they trim that down, you're going to see, you know, more – you're going to see some people like Leody Tavares is going to be up there. Uh, Anderson Tejada is going to be up there. We'll be watching that. A name to watch that we really need to watch for is Curtis Terry. Curtis Terry has kind of surpassed everyone else, and he is the first base choice um, that, that will be playing. At uh, He had a great spring training and actually stayed a little longer in the big league camp before they sent him to minor leagues. He is not on the 40-man roster yet, but that's, a, that's somebody that might sneak his way onto the major league roster this year. Big O, right-handed first baseman, has really improved defensively, but, boy, he's got some pop. So that's some guys on that AAA roster, and we don't know who all is going to be on that roster officially. There's some idea of it. That's who to watch. But let's go to the AA roster. Double-A roster, um, Frisco Rough Riders open tomorrow night against Midland. I will be out there. If you're going to be out there, I'd love to hear from you and, and, and see you. Um, if you're listening to this today, then it, then it is it is Tuesday, and it's going to be tonight that it's going to be coming on. And if it's past Tuesday, uh, May the 4th, and you're listening to this, sorry, I missed you. But uh, I'm going to be out in Frisco tomorrow night. Now, if you're going to be out there, there's some people to see out there. You're probably going to run into – you know, like uh, the Prospect Times, Heath uh, Heath Nichols is going to be out there. Um, you're gonna you're gonna uh, Heath Chriswell, sorry Heath Chriswell, Heath Nichols, Heath Chriswell will probably be out there. Um, we we've texted back and forth. Probably someone like Sean Bass from the Ticket will be out there. We know Michael Tepid uh, from Tepid uh, from Lone Star Ball is probably going to be out there. Maybe Jamie will probably go out there, Jamie Newberg, to catch the. Uh, the Frisco playing again. Victor Rojas is the president now of the Frisco Rough Riders. Wouldn't be surprised to see him walking around out there. Um, uh, but there'll be a few of them out there that cover the minor leagues, and you can probably run into some of your favorite guys to to meet. If you if if you see me around, come say hi by all means. I'd love to meet anybody out there uh, um, and and talk with anybody. Um, so the the roster uh, in the pitching staff they've got right they've got AJ Alexi, Noah Bremer, Tim Brennan. Hans Kraus, Scott Engler, Joe Gatto, Jake Latz, Sal Mendez, Fernery Ozuna. That's one I want to see. Tyler Phillips. Oh, Yuri, Yuri Rodriguez. I keep saying AAA. He's going to start out here in AA. I'm sorry. Yuri Rodriguez. Another guy to watch, Alex Spees. Alex Spees, if you don't know who that is, he's been injured, throwing 101, 102 miles an hour. Um, he, he is – man, he is a flamethrower. This is another guy that has an outside chance – to making it to the major leagues as good as he's throwing. Let's see how he does in double-A. And obviously, Cole Wynn. Um, tomorrow night's starter, I think, has already been announced that it's going to be uh, Tim Brennan. Tim Brennan, I have seen pitch before. I saw him pitch in Hickory. Um, he's not bad. Um, but the catcher's there. They've got Melvin Noah, Navoa, uh, Jordan. I don't know this. I, this is a name I don't know, and I don't know how to say. Prakishan? I don't know that name. I know Matt Watley and Melvin Navoa. Uh, Matt Watley was the Oral Roberts catcher um, who actually, I think, was a year ahead of, uh, of, of uh, Jose Trevino. Um, but he is um, kind of stalled out, but Matt Watley will be there. The infielder, Shirt and Apostel, Jax Biggers, he's the Arkansas, uh, the kid out of Arkansas, uh, Ryan Doro and Davis Wenzel. That's the only four they have right now. I'm sure there's going to be some fill-in spots. Um, if you want to know how they're going to play that, Ryan Doro – is probably going to be your starting third baseman. He's the guy that I'm writing the big article about. Ryan's somebody to watch. Ryan's not a top prospect. 
He's not a top 30 prospect. This guy, if you want to see somebody that that is is a is a gamer and a grinder, that's a guy to watch. He could be a fan favorite. He's just a really good guy. About to be a new dad. Uh, so you better get out there quick. He's probably going to get be heading back to Michigan to welcome his his son before getting back on it. So you're probably going to have Ryan Doro playing third base. Davis Winzel, they're going to be playing at shortstop. Um, he's the guy that was the, the same year that uh, – Josh Young came out of, uh, you know, number one in the draft, uh, the first round pick, number eight. Uh, Davis Wenzel was their second pick. He was that uh, compensatory draft, like number 34, 35. Him and uh, Josh Young were co-MVPs of the Big 12. Josh uh, was from Texas Tech. Uh, Davis Wenzel played third base for Baylor. Uh, they're going to have him at shortstop here. He played some shortstop, too. And your second baseman is going to be Jax Biggers, who was an all-conference SEC player, a uh, small guy, but he'll be playing second base. Outfielders, they've got four of them right now that listed. They've got uh, J.P. Martinez. One probably, a lot of you remember him. He's the, the Cuban uh, who was uh, one of the top prospects coming out of that international class the year he was signed and has really struggled. Josh Stowers is the trade that the Rangers just made, the most recent trade, and Josh Stowers uh, – is the uh, the trade that they did for uh, Odor. He's one of the players they got back, and he's going to be there. Bubba Thompson and Steele Walker. Your outfielders are more likely going to be Bubba in center, Steele in right, and J.P. Martinez in left, although J.P. plays uh, in center also. And then Josh Stowers kind of moves around, probably be a D.H. I bet Josh Stowers gets some D.H. at bats is probably where that's going to be. So you've got the, the top 30 prospects that are going to be there. you got number three, Cole Wynn's going to be in Frisco. you got number seven, Hans Kraus. Uh, number 19, Yeri Rodriguez. Number 23, A.J. Alexi. And then you're um, out in the field. You got number nine, Davis Wenzel. Um, and, uh, and uh, uh, well, Apostel's number nine. Number eight is Davis Wenzel. Apostel's someone to watch. Look, Shirt and Apostel, that was part of that um, Keone Kila trade when uh, we got uh, Taylor Hearn. Uh, Shirt and Apostel was the player to be named later. Big guy, real nice kid, too. Big guy, big power too. Uh, came up at third baseman, going to be playing first base. They've, they've decided to move him over there. Uh, anyway, he's in the number nine prospect. He'll be there. And you got uh, number 19, Yerry Rodriguez, number 23, AJ Alex. Oh, we've already done that one. So you got number eight, and then, and then you got number 11 prospect, Still Walker. Going down now, they switch things. Remember, we talked about this. They switch things. Um, high A Hickory. Hickory used to be low A, now it's high A. So the pitchers they got there, they've got uh, Grant Anderson, they've got Cody Bradford, John Casanova, Sean Chandler, Ronnie Henriquez. That's one. That's a name to watch. That's a good pitcher there. Zach Kent, uh, Jesus Lin, uh, Linares, Seth Nordland, Cole Reagans. That's a name to watch. Cole Reagans, a first-round draft pick, been injured, coming back from his second Tommy John. Cole was lights out when he first got signed that summer after he signed out of high school. Um, left-handed pitcher, he was lights out. He had some amazing numbers. You've got to watch him. Daniel Robert, uh, Robert, Justin Slayton, Nick Snyder, Tyler Thomas, Ty Tiedemann, Avery Weems. Avery Weems came in the trade also. Um, Grant Wolfram and Tristan Polly. Your catchers are David Garcia and Scott Capers. Uh, Garcia, that's the uh, made the 40-man roster this year. He is the uh, he is one of the top number 13 prospect, David Garcia. That's a good a catcher to watch. Infielders. Infielders, they got a good group of infielders here. They got four infielders right now listed at Hickory. Blaine Krim, Justin Foscue who was the first-round pick last year, Jonathan Ornelas and Chris Cease. Ornelas is – so the way they're probably going to play these guys, Blaine Cribbs 
Blaine Krim is going to be your first baseman. This guy, Blaine Krim, go look him up. This guy's put up some unbelievable numbers. I had him in my top 20 prospects. He is not in the top 30, but Blaine Krim is a name to watch. His numbers have been unbelievable. He's a college kid, came out. He'll be playing first base. Foscue on this team, although he played shortstop in college, is going to be a second baseman. They're going to play him at second base. Your shortstop on this team is going to be Chris Cease. That is the name to watch here. I know Foscue is the second baseman everybody's watching, saying he's going to come up as a first-round pick. Chris Cease, two freak injuries two years in a row, put up unbelievable numbers, and this has been told to me not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times from four different people who say Chris Cease may be the best prospect in this organization. Had the injuries not derailed him, he, may, he would probably be the number one prospect in this organization, and that was the guy they thought was going to supplant uh, Elvis Andrus at shortstop. Chris Cease, watch that name. Jonathan Ornelas will end up playing third base. He's came up as shortstop. He was drafted as a shortstop. He'll be playing third base on this team. So you're going to go from left to right. You're going to go Ornelas, Chris Cease at shortstop, Justin Foscue at second, and Blaine Krim will play first base. Outfielders, Ryan Anderson, Miguel Apricio, Cole Enright's one to watch, another college kid who's put up good numbers. Pedro Gonzalez and Jake Gunther. Um, I think Cole Enright's probably the best one out of that. Miguel Ap uh, Aparicio was a decent prospect who's kind of faltered off. You've also got Pedro Gonzalez, another one who hasn't lived up to it. But for your top 30 prospects, you know, you got Foscue, um, that, that, that's a, a top prospect. you got number 13, David Garcia's on this team. Ronnie Henriquez is number 16 prospect. Uh, number 21, Chris Cease. The only reason he's number 21 is because of the injuries. He hasn't played. They've got Ornelas still at number 22. Justin Slayton at number 25. And Avery Weems, uh, the left-handed pitcher. A actually, Avery, Avery Weems wasn't a trade. He was drafted in that five rounds last year. Um, now let's go down to low A down east. So there isn't going to be no more rookie ball. Low A is where a lot of your young kids are going to go. Some some of your really young kids, the kids that gets drafted this year in June, actually the draft this year is in July, probably going to play extended spring over in uh, in, in Arizona. Uh, they don't have a rookie league anymore. We used to have um, the Spokane Indians. Don't have them anymore. But here's what we got. Uh, in, in low A down east, there's Dane Acker, uh, Ben Anderson. Dane Acker is a name to watch. We need to watch that name. Uh, Gavin Collier, Joe Corbett. Mason Englert, this is another one. So two guys are on this one. you got Mason Englert and you've got Owen White. We're both part of the same draft uh, with Cohen. They all came out. They were like the one, two, three, and four. Ornelas was in there. So you, you had like Cohen, then you had Owen White, and then like uh, Jonathan Ornelas, the shortstop, and then the fourth round was Mason Englert. And they went and did that deload program. I don't know if you remember that deload program they tried where you would go. They took their pitchers. They didn't let them pitch that summer after they were drafted. They sent them to Arizona to work on their bodies, and two of them blew their elbows out and had Tommy John Cohen was the only one, and that deload program was immediately gone after one year. Uh, but Owen White and uh, and Mason England were supposed to be back last year in 2020. There was no minor leagues, but they're coming back. They're going to be there. You got Takoa Roby, who was drafted just this last uh, in the five round draft last year, who's going to start out there. Josh Smith, Wyatt Sparks, uh, Abdil Mendoza, Spencer Mraz, uh, Lurie Tejada, and Nick Starr. So those them. You got your catchers, Cody Freeman, Randy Florentino, and Xavier Valentin. Uh, infielders, Luis Angel Acuna, Jace Easley. Um, uh, Dustin Harris, 
Christian Anoa, Keithran Moss is a name. You need to watch that name in Kiber, uh, Kiber Rodriguez. Keithran Moss is, uh, I saw some, read some interesting stuff about this guy. Um, he's young. He's just now 19. Uh, at 17, he put up good numbers. He just, but then all of a sudden he grew, grew into his body. Um, that's somebody to watch. Luis Angel, uh, Luis Angel Acuna is uh, Ronald Acuna's little brother. Ronald Acuna said that Luis Angel's better than he is. And uh, you know who, uh, you know who Acuna, uh, Ronald Acuna from uh, from the Braves and how good he is. To say that, now that could just be blowing some smoke. The guy that I'm more, most anxious to see, though, is an outfielder. First of all, they have Antonio Cabela. They got Marcus Smith, Jose Rodriguez that will all be playing down there. Rodriguez might be playing some first base. Uh, but the, the one I want to watch is Evan Carter. Evan Carter was the second-round pick last year. The big surprise out of everybody, I've talked about this guy before. He's, he's out of Tennessee, uh, the left-hander out of Tennessee. Um, when he was drafted in the second round, even the, the draft prognosticators or whatever you want to call them were floored by this. They didn't see this coming. They didn't understand what in the world this was, who this guy was. Turns out when, when Kip Fag came on and talked to everybody, talked to the press afterwards, said that they've been on this guy and had COVID not shut down um, baseball. They really thought this guy would, would be a high first-round pick. That's where they thought. They, th they think he's a five-tool guy. Well, that's a lot of hype. You hear that. They're trying to explain why they took this guy and how they might have stolen him. You know, you hear all this stuff about that, and then what ends up happening? Um, he goes into fall uh, the, the uh, fall instructs, playing with a lot of double-A and triple-A guys. He's only ni he's 19. He's a little older. He came out of high school. Um he was a little bit older coming out of high school. He's just – he may be 18. In any case, he goes – and all I've heard about this guy from there, uh, Jamie Newberg was telling me about him, said that he had talked to some guys out there that said this, this is a guy that came out of Tennessee who had never really faced anything. His season was cut short his senior year. Um, and he comes out to where he's facing some major league caliber talent in the fall instructs. And it took just a couple of swings before he was – his timing was there and he was hitting the ball – and he was catching up to 95, 98 miles an hour. Um, and this guy's 6'4", 200 pounds, supposedly runs like the wind, has an arm, was a pitcher in high school also, was committed to play um, at Duke University. He was going to go play at Duke University, signed with the Rangers. Evan Carter, out of everyone, is the guy that every night I'm going to watch that stat sheet to see what Evan Carter's doing. So the top 30 prospects there, well, obviously you got Acuna, who's number six overall, Luis Angel Acuna. Evan Carter, number 14. You got Owen White, who's number 17, Tacoa Roby, number 24. And Keithran Moss, that's the guy I was telling you about, Keithran Moss. Um, he's number 28. And so that is down in the bustling. That's the rosters. Minor League Baseball is starting back up. It's so exciting. I cannot wait to see Minor League Baseball getting back out. Hope to see you there tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to it today. If you come out there, look for me. I'll be walking around out there. Uh, super excited. Guys, wanted to get another one out real quick. It was great. So th this one is called Baseball is Back for Real. I mean, it is back. And I'm excited that it's back and Minor League Baseball is back. Guys, thanks for listening every time. Like I say at the end of everything I write and every one of these. Nerd out. And drink that shutterbuck beer.